Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, March 13th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Land the sham ham. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ian. If you want to join in on the conversation, please join our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg. You can post your thoughts or a link to an article if you'd like us to uh, take a look at it. This week on the podcast, we'll be talking about uh, some updates to LGBTQ news. And uh, who had Tillerson as the next person out? I think I did. I, I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about it. You might have to go back two shows where I said Rex Tillerson's the next one out. <laughs> So uh, Pittsburgh Atheist actually asked us that on the Facebook page. As soon as it came up this morning, he said, uh, who had Tillerson as the next out? So we'll get to that a little bit later, a little bit more of the Trump stuff. But I, I, just real quick, I couldn't believe, I think this is the first time somebody has been fired from a position that high in government over Twitter. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope well, it's the last time. <laughs> it, it depends on who you talk to. The it, the administration saying that's not true, but the deputy uh, secretary says that Rex had no idea that this was going on, and then I think they fired him. Right? They did after <laughs> yeah. he made his after he said, "Yeah." Well, according to that guy, Tillerson was told that there would be a tweet that would be about him, and he should pay attention. But he wasn't told what it was about. Well, the ru- the rumor is is that Kelly called him, yeah, and said, "Get ready." And Tillerson, right. like saying, "Like get ready, just resign." And Tillerson was like, "Nope, fuck that. He's got to fire me." Well, and he was in Africa in the middle of a, of a you know a five day tour, so no. <laughs> yeah, he flew back early, specifically because I think of because of Kelly's call, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Monday morning. Uh, congratulations to uh, Mike Pompeo. Your Pompeo, unbelievable. <laughs> well, well, let's get the timeline right. The first call that happened was Putin to Trump saying, "Get rid of Rex Tillerson. <laughs> we don't <laughs> like, need him anymore no because the, the Exxon deal is not going to happen." So that was the whole reason he was there. So get rid of him. Well, between that and the fact that Rex Tillerson probably told Trump, do not meet with the leader of North Korea by yourself. He will wipe the floor with you. <laughs> he that also probably another- he also fingered Russia in that, that spy poisoning thing Poison, in the yeah. UK. Oh, yeah. And then on his way out, he threw a dig over at Russia where he said something oh. like, they better be careful, you know, the, the route that they're going down and blah, blah, blah. He's on the outs of Russia. Therefore, mm. he's on the outs with Trump. Is it is yep. it any more fucking obvious? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, yeah, this whole England thing is baffling. So the, the the UK government has determined that these people were poisoned and multiple just, you know, innocent passers-by. Well, they're all innocent, but just people passers-by were poisoned by this weapons-grade nerve agent. And the US is like, do-do-do-do-do, nothing to see here. Nope, nope, nope. Come on. Remember when Putin had that video of bombs going off in Florida? Yes. Did we ever hear that anything about that? Ago. No. No, that kind of just slid on by. Yep. But one guy says, I got a big red button, and he lost his shit on Twitter. So, again, <laughs> if it isn't any more obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I really want to keep track of and talk about right now, uh, the polls have closed in Pennsylvania. The mm-hmm. uh, election between Lamb and Saccone is going on for the 18th congressional district in Pennsylvania. And right now... Uh, it's down to 16-point lead. Lamb has a 16-point lead. Uh, what is the percentage in? It's like 19%? 19, yeah. Yeah. It's early going, but it's looking promising so far. I like, the, I like the way the returns are going a lot better than I expected a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep an eye on that. Another one that I'm watching that nobody else seems to be caring about whatsoever, there is a senatorial election going on in Tennessee. Now, it's likely nobody is paying attention to it because it's 
really likely to mm. go Republican. It's very unlikely to make a any any change there. But uh, to me, it's important. Gail Jordan is running against Shane Reeves, and uh, Gail is an atheist. She has said that uh, she's publicly said she's an atheist, and she's also said that has nothing to do with anything in politics. My views on religion should not even be a, a talking point. Very accurate. Mm-hmm. But her opponents have uh, come out and said, nope, she doesn't believe in God. She's going to take God away from everyone. Uh, yeah. She's going to destroy the uh, the state. They're using it as a reason for her to not be elected. Does Rick Saccone live in Tennessee, too? Did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious why this one is not as important as this 18th district one. Because everyone's saying, like, this Connor Lamb, Rick Saccone thing is like, if Connor Lamb wins, that's it. You know, they know it. The, the Trump message doesn't work or it only works for Trump. But over in Tennessee, they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah, I think it's what Ray said. I think they just say, man, Tennessee, and they shrug their shoulders and move on. Well, since 80 percent of the people that live in Tennessee are Christians, I think the idea of an atheist winning is just so far out of the realm of possibility that they're just not even bothering to cover to cover it. That's my guess. Right. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I would like some more coverage. That's that's a fair point, because I, I you know, when I look, look at Pennsylvania, it's. So red. <laughs> it's the reddest yeah. red state that's got those well, two little blue blobs. By by um, acreage, yes, it's red, but not by human beings. Right. By human being count, it's blue. Right. So right now in Tennessee, 12,000 votes are in. Who knows how many people are going to vote? Mm -hmm. uh, but 12,000 are in, and Shane is ahead by, uh, well, at 69%. Gail Jordan is 31%. So it is likely going to be a republican win mm, yeah. no question so I, I i have to imagine it's just not it's not newsworthy because the democrat isn't going to to win to me it's newsworthy because it's an atheist getting 31 percent of the vote in tennessee right that is right. a ballsy move yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> like you think you might want to start easier like do like california or right you know, <laughs> new york do like vermont yeah. I, I could see that happening, but yeah, I'm with you. That's a that's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it does mean that there are 11% of, well, I say, so if, if uh, Tennessee is 80% Christian, she should reasonably only be, a, a, you know, have 20% of the electorate accessible, but she's getting 31%. So that's not bad. Right. I'll yeah. take it as a win. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I don't have any money on that race. I think I have money on this, on Pennsylvania, don't I? Did I bet Ian last week? I don't remember anybody being taken up on the bet. Okay. Because I think there was a, a bet suggested, and Ian was like, no, I'm too much on that side. I can't <laughs> I can't bet against my own interests. That's my so, recollection. I think so that's while, accurate. So while Connor Lamb is up by 57% at the moment, the uh, New York Times is actually estimating that Mr. Saccone will win. Mm, New York, so. mind your own business. <laughs> I think it's because of the, the precincts that have reported and those that have not. So. Right. Right. Yeah, right. we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be close. One thing I did want to mention about Saccone, one of the last uh, things that he said before the election, I think this was uh, sometime Monday, he was uh, at a rally or some sort of event, and he said that his opponents hate God, Trump, and the United States. <laughs> wow. A third right of on two of those. Yeah, a third of that is, no, I would say a third of that is completely accurate. Well, I don't think you can hate something that you don't think exists. I don't think Connor Lamb's an atheist. Connor Lamb well, is true. a lifelong Catholic. True. He loves God, and he loves the United States. Yeah, uh, true, good point. All right. He's a friggin' Marine. Probably hates Trump. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he totally hates Trump. No one likes that guy. <laughs>
His own wife doesn't even like that guy. No, no. His kids don't no. like that guy. <laughs> they depend on that guy, but they don't like that guy. No, no. <laughs> oh, man, I'm seeing a lot of red on that map. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, the, the next thing that I wanted to mention was uh, brought up by one of our listeners, uh, and this was complete news to me. Really? Yeah, I did not know that they were doing this. I have this. already Sign- downloaded it on my Roku and watched it today. <laughs> oh, it's out already? <laughs> oh, it, yeah, I was watching the countdown clock on YouTube when there was only two hours till launch. <laughs> oh, shit. So let me tell everyone what it is. <laughs> Scientology is launching their own TV network. What so you've Earth? seen it? What's it What's it like? Um, So far, like, I, I got into the app, and you can only, like, you, there's not, like, programs per se to choose from there's only one thing and it's just a a live stream of scientology propaganda what i watched Hmm. was how the church of scientology in inglewood california has curbed all gang violence in that area and unified the bloods and the crips holy shit that is a bold (laughs) claim as well it was I mean, if by that they mean they unified them into one super gang who's taken over Inglewood, California, <laughs> maybe. But uh, it was uh, that's that's all I could I could watch. And then I uh, my son came back into the room, and I didn't want to risk any yeah. propaganda hitting his ears, so I just shut it off. <laughs> the Bloods and the Crips still exist. Yeah, for shizzle. Huh. <laughs> They're the blips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's as prevalent as uh, as it was 20 years ago, but I can't yeah, imagine they have it's... totally disbanded and been replaced I... by, uh, who's that Mexican M13? game? Yes, that's the, the MS-13 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Huh. But anyway, that's... How do you guys feel about these uh, platforms picking up shit like this in the NRA TV? There's a such thing as NRA TV? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that I don't know, but I'll uh, I'll search for it when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's so bad. If you like, uh, what what's it called? The the really high definition planet Planet Earth. Yeah. If you like Planet Earth with all the you know magic scenes, and yes. The the mountains and and then in the background there's a voice telling you about how everyone is coming to break into your house and take your guns. <laughs> nice. That's that's a good portion of. Or just straight up kill and rape you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they 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 use. That level of cinematography, and then they try to use the anti-Attenborough voiceover to so fear. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> Just is go onto but- YouTube and look and find the John Oliver piece on it uh, two weeks ago. Okay, he, it's pretty, pretty much. Oh, I will. I, I will. I will go to that better app of HBO Go and just watch <laughs> yeah. that episode of. I did not know there was such a thing. I didn't realize how many streaming channels were available out there that just yeah. anybody can crank out. But now that I have the Scientology one, I will continue to enjoy it. And report back next week when I've had more time. And why isn't there some kind of atheist channel? I'll I'll, there, I'll search for it when I get home and I'll let you know. There might be. Yeah. It's certainly not National Geographic. I heard they did a, a article on healing crystals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who owns them currently, but I don't know if their content has the integrity that it used to. Rupert Murdoch owns National Geographic now. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Of course. Hence, healing crystals. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's... Him and Sinclair. What the hell? Yeah, that's too bad. So if you do want to look at uh, the Scientology network, it's on Apple TV, Roku, and DirecTV. You know, don't let it suck you in. Not that there's a chance of that happening, but if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're safe. I just can't believe that they are so shaken up by all the 
bad press and Lear and Emini stuff that's going on right now that they had to create their own network of nonstop <laughs> I doubt that's propaganda. The I doubt that's – I bet you the reason is because the NRA TV is pretty popular with idiots. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, they, they – from the little bit I've seen, yeah, they, they really are pushing their propaganda heavy because they were talking about uh, – <laughs> <laughs> this was this was in the build up too. They were showing me trailers for all this stuff that they're going to be, and they, it's it's so good. It's everything you want it to be. They're like, it's a big picture of L. Ron Hubbard, and it's like philosopher, philanthropist, prophet, L. Ron Hubbard, L. R. H. I was wow. like, oh, I'm in. Uh, I seriously thought it would just be twenty four seven Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> It's only overnight, yeah. <laughs> Is that the historical retelling of the life of Xenu, as portrayed by John Travolta? <laughs> no, surprisingly, I believe Battlefield Earth has nothing to do with Xenu. It's a completely made-up story by him. Okay. Yeah. But well, he's a science fiction horrible. author, so. It is horrible. <laughs> well, the movie is, it's painful to watch. Yeah. Mm. Okay, uh, I have some follow-up stories to hit real quick. Uh, this is real quick. In Mississippi, we mentioned the 15-week abortion law that the House, uh, the state House had come up with to ban any abortions after f 15 weeks. Yes. Uh, that has passed the Senate, but they made a few changes, so it's going back to the House. Uh, at this point, it's likely that the House will just approve it, and then it goes to the governor, who's already said he's going to sign it. So right. there you go. Did they? And the changes are the changes anything were, good? No. Oh. Changes regarding the penalty to providers who break the law. Oh, <laughs> more severe. <Death>. Yes. <laughs> Hanging. <laughs> drowning. Because life is precious. Nobody put drowning in this? Send it back to the House. <laughs> <laughs> So the penalties are the doctor would lose their license to practice medicine and face civil penalties if they perform an abortion after 15 weeks. Poppycock. There was, mm. I think there is an exception for uh, the mother being, the Health mother's the life mother. being in. Yeah. 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 But uh, that's the only exception. Oh, yeah, there is something I, else? And uh, lethal fetal anomalies in, as well. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. If, if it's not going to come to term or if it's going to be born, stillborn, something like that. If it will not survive the birth, then you yeah. can go ahead. I just assumed all doctors in Mississippi were part doctor, part veterinarian. <laughs> like, is there anybody going to med school and they're going, yeah, I'm starting a business in Mississippi. <laughs> what is the equivalent? So it's not racist. It's not sexist. It's statist. <laughs> it certainly was, and it's well-deserved. <laughs> Another follow-up that uh, kills me. The Kentucky governor, Matt Bevin, has uh, come out and praised the activism of Kim Davis. Ugh. But where did he do this? He did it in a video that was a public announcement for her new book. <laughs> That's right. Kim Davis. <laughs> book you motherfucker. Deal. I blame all you people <laughs> for not letting it lie. Let it go. Let her die. Shit. She is releasing a memoir entitled oh. Under God's Authority, the Kim Davis story. <laughs> is it one page where it says, I didn't do my job? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just say, don't watch that video that is on the uh, Friendly Atheist site? Because, oh, just it, it made me sick. It's just, it's so awful. She starts crying and, and talking about how she didn't really want this, but God said that that's, you know, this is what he had in mind for her. And she's like, I've been through divorces. Really? You want me to do this, God? And then she just had to follow it, had to go with what God was saying. Ugh. Uh, she's such a martyr in her own mind. <laughs> that's gross. 
My God, he he is a chatty motherfucker. <laughs> well, he won't tell Oprah to run. No. Not chatty enough. Nope. But he told Kim Davis that this is her calling. Mm-hmm. Even though she broke her sacred marriage vows numerous times in the <laughs> eyes of God, he said, you are qualified to take up the pulpit for me and hate the gays. When she did qualify it, she said that, yes, she did not follow the scripture of a uh, marriage between a man and a woman for life. She didn't take that seriously until she found Christ. Mm-hmm. So she throws in that caveat that, well, I just didn't didn't know better at the time. So. <laughs> I just want to quickly add the thumbnail for the video. She's wearing the fucking blue shirt <laughs> that she is wearing in every photo. <laughs> well, that that is her. That's her on TV best choice. I mean, she's kind of, you know, fade into the background otherwise. If she wasn't wearing that, would you recognize her? Yes, because people will not let her die. <laughs> well, she Maybe will not no. let her die. She doesn't no. want to stop. Well, she's got a money-making opportunity to yeah, write a book. So. absolutely. I hear she's going to the same publisher as Stormy Daniels. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> we got a two-book deal coming out. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Oh. Okay, so... I've been leaving out some of the LGBT news because it's it's all sounds similar, right? There's the bathroom bills, there's violations uh, happening against civil rights by people and getting away with it, and it's all in the name of uh, freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just wanted to hit a few this week to, to kind of summarize. There's a story in Reuters, a federal, a, a federal appeals court had last Wednesday ruled in favor of a funeral director who was fired for telling her boss that she planned to transition from uh, to female from male. There's a guy that works for a funeral director, goes into his boss and says, I'm not comfortable with who I am, I'm going to transition, and you're fired. Hmm. He, at the time, I believe he was a he, and uh, he uh, filed a lawsuit in Detroit and uh, tried to, uh, well, took, took the employer to court, and the employer was like, nope, freedom of religion this is this is my ministry i minister to people who come in to the funeral home so i have a religious right to employ people that uh you know or to discriminate against people who i don't think will will fit my ministry and the court said no you run a funeral home not a church mm. uh this is not a how do, how does what's the legal phrasing Protection, it's not protected no is a protected class no, it was a burden. It it was mm. not a a burden for the funeral home to continue to employ Amy Stevens. Now uh, it was Anthony Stevens. It's they determined the court said that it's not a a burden for you to keep this person employed. You had no right to uh, to fire them based on their gender, and uh, yeah, completely sided with the with the complainant. So okay. congratulations. Now, is this a court that is this a case that can end up at the Supreme Court where it'll be overturned? I don't think so. I, do, well, I mean, obviously, they could keep suing and, and try mm. to go that way, but it's going to cost them a lot of money. And I think there have been enough other cases that it wouldn't actually get that far. I, I like the add on bonus argument that the um, the employer threw in. If because his company pays for employees' work clothes, he'll be forced to violate his religious beliefs by paying for Stevens to wear women's clothing. <laughs> what? But the court said he was not legally required to pay for the clothes, so it would not burden his religious practice. <laughs> I, this is the argument you add on. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to pay for more clothes. Right. Uh, so don't. Sorry. 
well, that's a, so this is good news. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, though, over oh. in Utah, Senator Mike Lee, I think we've mentioned him be- before as well. He has in- reintroduced the First Amendment Defense Act, a bill in the Senate that would give a whole list of freedoms, quote unquote, for religious people to discriminate against any sort of LGBTQ person. It basically would allow someone, as long as they say that what they're doing is based on a strong religious belief, you could, (laughs) it seems like you could do just about anything from not hiring people, firing people, uh, discriminating against any sort of action that, that you don't care for, as long as you have a strong religious belief. And he's calling it the First Amendment Defense Act? That makes zero sense. Well, it's a freedom of religion. No, the First Amendment is the freedom to say what you want without the government telling you you can't say it. How does that have anything to do with discriminating against gay people or LGBTQ? Because what it allows is it it doesn't simply allow you to do whatever you want. It says that the, the, uh, the person being discriminated against cannot then go to the government as a, uh, as a recourse. They can't go to the government and have the government enforce anything because the gov- that would be an infringement on their First Amendment religious freedom. If well, they the can say whatever they in. want, saying something is different than not providing a service. But freedom of religion is also in the First Amendment. Sure, but it's, it's That's not the coupled. Argument. Ugh, I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> One of the main reasons I wanted to bring these stories up is because the judicial nominees that uh, Trump has been throwing out. And there's an article on the Daily Beast that details the numbers. He has made a whole ton of judicial nominees in his first 14 months. Yeah, Especially, I mean, compared to Obama, it's, uh, Trump made 14 appointments. Obama had six. District judges, Trump has made 14. Obama had 11. In eight years? Or in that same time period? In the same time period. Okay. And the fact that the Democrats made it that you just need 51 votes in order to get someone appointed, mm. they're they're being put in place. And if you look at them, there's really only a, a few things they have in common. Most of them are white. Most of them are male. But they all have something against the LGBT community. Wow. And many of them have done things that are just astounding. Kyle Duncan for the Fifth Circuit. He's quoted as being the go-to guy for the anti-LGBT movement. Uh, he has spent the last decade crafting arguments and uh, seeking out ways to attack them. Duncan was uh, the lead lawyer in the Hobby Lobby case. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's uh, with the North Carolina legislation that uh, was a bathroom bill in North Carolina. The guy that wrote that is another appointment of Trump's. Um, it's just... Case after case of people being put in them. The only thing that they are is against LGBT. So do we think that this is Trump or uh, Pence? Because Pence definitely has a problem with the gay people. I don't know. I think we've said before that this is likely a Pence deal. Right. I agree. That I don't think Trump really cared until he sidled up with Pence. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm back in case anybody missed me. <laughs> yeah, I was, was worried. Everything all right? Sorry, I had a work phone call, so I had to put everything uh. on you so you couldn't hear me. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Judicial nominees by Trump compared to uh, Obama, the good president we used to have. Yeah. Well, and then the fact that all the judicial nominees are anti-LGBT. I mean, that it's just flat out. There's no, there's no denying it. And all white, I assume, I bet. Yeah, mostly <laughs> oh, yeah. white. 
Although I, it said the article says mostly white male, but then doesn't I I I don't know of any that aren't white and male. So okay. I, I have to imagine there's one or two. But definitively L- anti LGBTQ. Yeah. Then the last thing I wanted to mention on this is one thing when he was elected was Ivanka came out and said that she was going to stand up for the LGBTQ people. Uh, And as it turns out, this last week, she said, yeah, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So what she said was no West Wing staffer should tweet things that are inconsistent with the policies of the White House. So she's basically said, nope. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to be defending people because I work for my father. For now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're dropping like flies. Hopefully, two more will go. I mean, Jared can't be productive anymore. So no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Kushner? <laughs> Kushner, sorry. I'll be more specific. <laughs> the Kush. The Kush. <laughs> so yeah, even though. Um, and one thing that I would mention on the, the article from the Daily Beast, even though, yeah, maybe we can survive, you know, the four years and all the changes that are making and maybe undo some of the changes later on, the, the main problem we're going to have is judicial appointments are lifetime. Mm. That blows my mind. Yeah. I, I, I just... Although we do know, though, that, um, you know, a lifetime appointment to the to the bench doesn't mean that you can't be kicked out. That's so much friend... work, though. It is, yeah, but it, it is doable. I mean, just right. look at um, what's his name in Alabama. Right, Roy Moore. Thank you. But Roy you, Moore. Yeah, you, have to, you have to do some really flagrant stuff. Like you have to, that like he did. <laughs> he was like the, uh, he was like the law. That's ridiculous. And then run <laughs> for senate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, specifically in the LGBTQ realm, I mean, there is is now the Supreme Court said, you know, marriage equality. If you do anything that counters that, there's a case. And all these people are going to want to for this hope. Small <laughs> so the, amount. Another thing that I wanted to mention from this article, it's on uh, LGBTQNation.com. The McClatchy News Service reported that Ivanka has also never cut her ties to the Trump organization. Yeah. Which, you know, there was a lot of discussion about that when Trump took office and whether or not he was going to cut his business ties. And basically it came down to, well, I don't have to because there's no law preventing the president from doing that. However, there are laws in preventing White House staff members from having business ties to international businesses. She, uh, however, is an unpaid advisor. Right. Is she technically a staff member? I guess you could make that argument. Mm. But last year, I- she made $1.5 million personally from the, the Trump organization. So <laughs> That seems kind of small for, for Trump, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I mean, Daddy keeps most of it to himself, so mm. he's well, got to right. keep She has her own <laughs> handbag makeup thing going on too, right? Right, fashion in general, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. the idea that she's not using her position to help the Trump organization make money, though. Oh, she's been proven to do it. Yeah. I think there were two violate blatant violations. No, I'm sorry. That was Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway had two blatant violations of the blah, blah, act, whatever right. the act well, those is. Wasn't that on Ivanka's <clears throat> behalf? Yes, they Is that were. where she showed up and said, buy her stuff? Yep. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I heard Kellyanne Conway's on the hot seat for a couple other things, though, with regarding shit like that. Oh, yeah. Something. It's, I, and I think it had something to do with the ethics committee was investigating her. Should have paid more right. attention. There's so much shit in the news. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, any any other time, you know, an advisor to the White House that was charged with ethical violation would have been big, big, big news. But now it's just, oh, God, that's, that's page four. Jeez. <laughs> There's so much more. So I think we need to do a pool on who we think is going to leave next. Like, hmm. is it going to be Sanders? Is it going to be Conway? Uh, the, the CNN was reporting that it might be David Shulkin, who I don't even know who this is, he, Veterans Affairs he, Secretary, yeah. apparently. That seems logical. I don't know that he will, but... <laughs> I thought and he was already gone. Uh-oh. I knew it! Jared can see into the future! That's why he makes all these outrageous <laughs> bets! <laughs> Son of a gun! No, I, I, my, I mean, I, I was looking at an alert on my phone, and I thought it said that he had already left. My my, The last thing I saw was from three hours ago saying that uh, Trump is growing irritated with him. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, okay. And who's he going to replace him with? You guessed Rick it. Perry. Rick Perry. That's right. That's what I heard. <laughs> now, is that a step up or a step down? <laughs> See, to me, that sounds like a step down. The Secretary of Energy? That's a pretty Yeah, that high seems like up. a way bigger deal than Veteran Affairs. Yeah. Yeah, but he is so unqualified for the so Department of perfect. Energy. Yeah, he's <laughs> super perfect. I mean, like, Pompeo definitely got a bump up today. Right? right. Yes. Yeah. Secretary right. of State and, is like a major deal. Yeah, but it's such it's so out of his wheelhouse though. That's the strange thing. So or, is the CIA. So <laughs> Right. Or so, was the CIA way out of his wheelhouse and he was shooting for Secretary of State from the beginning? Maybe. maybe. First of all, let's get something straight. <laughs> Taylorson for Secretary of State is way out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Ah, good point. At least he knew the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he knew. I'll get Tittles in this, though. He looked like he was trying, though. He, he was. Did. You know. Of the people that uh, Trump has appointed, I, Tillerson has disappointed me the least. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look um, bemused and confused most of the time, so I'll give him that. <laughs> Do you think he lost the IQ test and that was the, his uh, punishment for losing? <laughs> no, I'm thinking he won and this was his punishment. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he beat him at a game of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> beat him in a game of checkers <laughs> so i just have to check in uh before we get to the state news currently it's being reported 62 percent in and uh lamb has a six point lead still 52 percent to 46 percent it's still hella tight yeah. yeah and screw you new york times because it seems like every time sacone <laughs> is catching up i'm like oh here we go it's gonna happen they bump it and then lamb gets another bump in it <laughs> yeah and but the the Times is back to live the live estimate of the final vote is Lamb up by point six. Wow, <laughs> yeah, so how, that is anybody's game, right? Yeah, how long really do you is. think that Sacone is going to drag out the uh, recount lawsuits? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm counting the days till he starts to go fund me for his legal bills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because he's no no Roy Moore. Uh. <laughs> and then him and Roy Moore start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or when does Rick Saccone blame the gays for him losing? Oh, five minutes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In an update from the Tennessee race, um, yeah, it's 71% to 28.6%. So <laughs> it's good just... run for Gail Jordan. But Right. So moving on to state news? Yes. Yes. Down in Georgia. Oh. There's a law coming out in Georgia that would extend the time for child abuse victims uh, that they would have to sue the perpetrators. It would extend the age from 23 to 38. Okay. 
the person who was uh, proposing it was saying that a lot of victims don't find the courage to acknowledge abuse until they're even f older than 40. The bill is now in the Senate Judiciary Committee, but the Catholic Church has stepped in of course and have. are lobbying to gut the bill. The hmm. Catholic Church doesn't Why? want <laughs> victims of child abuse to be able to continue to sue later than the age of 23. Why? Well, Money. because they, the, their argument is, well, it would penalize the Catholic Church for events that happened decades ago, and even for events perpetrated by some people who are now dead. If, ah, so there's if, a shelf life on child rape. Yeah. If they had a clean shop now, I could see maybe, maybe supporting that argument. But no, it is still going on to this day, so your argument is bullshit. I don't see how even... What difference does it make how long it was? Yeah. The like, victim's well, still alive. Yeah, the victim's still alive. And who cares if right. the person who did it was dead? Because, as we've seen, time after time, the church has covered up. Right. And continues to cover up. Yeah. And uh, move priests around to, to hide it. But I, I find it just, I mean, the balls for... <laughs> This Archbishop Wilton Gregory to go in and say, "Yeah, we don't, we don't want you to uh, extend that because we don't want to, we don't want to have to deal with the victims coming back and suing the church." It would be unfair to the church. Oh, really? That's what he said. <laughs> wow. Unfair in the sense that they would get prosecuted for crimes they committed. Unfair. <laughs> like I don't. How is this unfair to them? I don't think it's about um, crimes. I think it's more about the civil cases that follow the crimes. Well, don't diddle kids and that won't happen. <laughs> exactly. Perhaps if you would get I mean, your house in order. Or this would... I don't care. I mean, listen, <laughs> if I murdered someone 10, 15 years ago. They're still dead. <laughs> they're still dead. And I can't go, well, come on, man. You can't prosecute me for that. It happened so long ago. Yeah, it was murder. It's, it's been ages. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's unfair to me. I've been living my life for 10, 15 years. Not prosecuted. Right. Well, and, and the, the whole point of, you know, the, these kids not being able to deal with it, you need to, this is this is something that it, it changes their lives irrevocably. Yeah. So 38, 40 years old, even that seems a little young, but it's better than 23. Yeah, 23, they're just rolling out of their goth face. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and to think that, man, I don't know, it's just why, I, I obviously understand why it's, it's, it's a financial issue, but... Mm. That just seems so cruel to block that. To not even like try to like pawn star them down to a to a mm. number that they can live with. They're just like, no, stop this. They're not like, well, how about twenty six? How about thirty <laughs> two? All right, I'll meet you in the middle at twenty nine. <laughs> I can't even believe that these legislators are not like, why the fuck are you even weighing in on this? I mean, I know why you're weighing in it, but like, sure. if we're assuming that you're saying that like you didn't do anything wrong, why do you care about this? <laughs> And it's and actually going to be like, I'm going to look at you closer now. Yeah. Well, it's actually nothing to do with the state prosecuting these people. It's about um, the victim's ability to sue the perpetrators and the institutions that harbored them. This is all civil court. This is all about money. Well, And money sorry. alone. Yeah. You're supposed to be advocates for the poor and downtrodden. Look wait, at these wait, poor wait. kids. Since when? That's <laughs> what they claim to be. The uh. Catholic Church pretends that that is what they are. There but you go. Not. That I'll buy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves all the children unless they want to win in civil court. Right. And we got problems with them. <sighs> Horrible. So uh, over in Michigan, uh, a cross 
on public grounds has another cross on public grounds, not the same one we, we talked about last week. <laughs> they have a, uh, a cross that's been there since the mid-50s to honor a missionary who may have died there. Or maybe not. No evidence <laughs> exists that he died there. But a lot of people go to the shrine. Uh, they even call it a pilgrimage to the shrine for uh, for this guy. But in any case, that story aside, there is a a group that is trying to get the cross taken down because it's a it's in public ground. It has to be maintained by with government tax dollars. But the American Center for Law and Justice. And as you can imagine, that's a, hmm. uh, that's a religious be, ministry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ACLJ? Yeah. <laughs> so they came in and said, hey, religious liberty, we will do this pro bono. We will take on this. If you want to fight this, we will do it and not charge you a penny for, <laughs> uh, for fighting this. Bec mainly because they want the press. Sure. They want, even though this has been overturned, Time and time again, and, and the courts have said, no, you cannot have a cross on public ground. You cannot promote Christianity using tax dollars. They know they're going to lose, but mm. they want they want the limelight. They want to be able to get their name out there more, and uh, it's no loss for them. They can, they can do this, and uh, so the, the government doesn't have to pay them. So what's the drawback? Well... As we've seen in all these other cases, when the Freedom From Religion Foundation or whoever it is, when they win, the court then says, you caused this by not mm. just taking it down. The government needs to pay the Freedom From Religion Foundation for their time in this lawsuit. Mm. And that's usually hundreds of thousands of dollars. And who pays for that? Not the, the ACLJ. Yeah. And it won't be the ACLJ. They're not on the hook for it. Meanwhile, they pulled in... $50 million in 2015. So they do it for the advertisement. They do it so they can um, fearmonger people to send them money. Wow. Yeah. So watch out for these. Uh, <laughs> anytime somebody says, hey, I'll do this for you for free, hmm. they, they actually have a, a reason that they're doing it. They're not just, it's not just the kindness of their hearts. No, especially since they know they're going to lose, but it costs them nothing and they get a bunch of cash from gullible people. Wow. That's quite the scam they got going. So, in any case, I thought uh, I thought that was an amusing story. Uh, it's on religionnews.com if you want to take a look. Again, I will link it on the webpage. Uh, and also in Tennessee, Tennessee stopped a bill to ban child marriage. <sighs> they had I've been hearing <laughs> a lot about this lately. So yeah. I. Was Florida that just passed a bill banning child marriage? I think it was Florida. I don't remember. Where is child marriage okay, and when has it been okay? In the United like, is States? Is in it? In the United... Oh, yeah, all over the place. There was like 100,000 so underage children got married last year in this, in this country. What? Yeah. Wow. Some crazy things like, uh, you know, usually it's like a 28 and a 14-year-old, but there was one where I believe a 13-year-old boy married a 30-year-old woman, and then there was I mean, upwards up to 40 or so for a 13-year-old. It's It's all crazy. There was a whole bunch of numbers I saw. It's it's fucking insane. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Missouri, I believe, is the place to go if you want to marry a child. All you need is one parent's permission. And they could be pregnant already, and that's okay. While it was statutory rape wherever you were, if you marry them, that makes it legal. And it's no longer a crime to have impregnated that girl. 
And according oh. to a nonprofit group, Unchained, which uh, mm. Unchained at last, they say that uh, at least three marriages in Tennessee involved a child as young as 10 years old. Oh, my God. Officials dispute that, but uh, that's what is they're, they're claiming. It, well, I mean, that's so strange. I feel like there should be no dispute. It should be on the record. You pull right, up that I, marriage license and it will tell you whether they are lying or not. Right. I imagine there's think. some dispute because of uh, the possibility that the marriage license people lied on the marriage license or, I mean, that used to be much more frequent. <laughs> if you if you start looking at ancestry and mm. uh, looking at, at records of your family's history, you will regularly find people lying about their age all over the place. Mm. But to, to think that, that it happens in this day and age that, you know, a 40-year-old man can knock up a 15-year-old and go, whoops, uh... Hey, father of daughter, um, your daughter is pregnant. I would like to marry her. We'll go to Missouri and get married, and all we need is your permission. And all of that is okay in the eyes of the law. Oh, that's bizarre. I had no idea that, that it was this prevalent, and in, in this country. Yeah. Yeah, we think that other places are bad. Yeah, just as bad. and just- I, see, I, I see commercials for that all the time. They're, they're like, hey, give childfund.org money, and we'll help prevent child brides in Africa, which happens constantly. I was like, apparently it happens constantly everywhere. Yeah. Jesus. I'm more curious about the 13-year-old boy and, like, the 30-year-old woman. Like, how the hell did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Was she a teacher? I don't know. (laughs) And what parent would allow this? What scumbags? Well, if you think about your good Christian daddy who, the daughter's pregnant, you can't get an abortion because that's against God. But you can make her effectively marry her her rapist because she cannot consent at her age so that is functionally what you're doing was it you know a, a, a violent rape no but it was statutory well no not necessarily i should say i suppose that's just wild to me. and why would you vote against this like who gets elected into office and sees this as a threat to their seat let me address that okay so House Majority Leader uh, Glenn Casada was convinced to uh, to send the bill to summer study. And what that means is it would be oh, sent to fuck. summer study. Uh, <laughs> they would have to study the bill and then bring it back in in order to be passed. And basically, this is what you do to bills that you want uh, to go away because they mm-hmm. generally don't come back and uh, you never have to deal with it again. So why did he do this? He did this after receiving an email from David Fowler, who is a former state senator. Fowler's email said he was preparing a lawsuit to counter the 2015 case that legalized same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. So Fowler is trying to undo the Supreme Court's decision that allows same-sex marriage. And he is arguing that if you prevented people from being from marrying children, that that would hinder his case against same-sex marriage. So if Tennessee would to ban child marriages by modifying state marriage law, they would be acknowledging the existence of same-sex marriage, according to his legal theory. Therefore, you can't do that because I, I hate gays. Wow. That is some convoluted shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. So... Because this guy is going up against uh, same-sex marriage, you have to let 10-year-olds still be married off. I, yeah. The- hey, hey, there's no proof of that. <laughs> she, she looked well over 11. Right. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Fowler is also the president of Family Action Council of Tennessee. Uh-huh. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Just unbelievable that 
again, using their religion to make people's lives just a living hell. Right. Uh, so if we're between segments, this 18th district thing is just oh, a nail biter. I'm, I'm <laughs> sad. It's neck and neck. It is. I'm at I'm at 87 percent <laughs> on my website, and it has it has them at 50.4 percent Connor Lamb and 49 percent Rick Sacone. Yeah, he's got a 1.4 point lead. Yeah, it's Ugh. like. <laughs> so does anybody else have the uh, live estimate of the final vote? Did they take that down? They took it down. That's weird. We can't responsibly make a forecast without more detailed information about where in Westmoreland County the votes are coming from. Yeah, okay. that whole thing's blank. Yeah. So they left a chunk of it completely out. That's how close it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But look at all the blue arrows. This is the shift from 2016 to presidential election. I don't think anybody has gone more red. Maybe one or two dots in there. Most of it is blue, 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 blue. Well, would have to for this to even be close. Sure. True. But yeah, 0.6% difference in votes now. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that that 0.6% that he needs to to tie and overtake is, is what ended up in the libertarians mm. huh. pocket because that's he's got 0.6% of the vote. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. All right. Shoot. I'm going to come back to the show now and <laughs> learn about my <laughs> learn about my second greatest and oldest nemesis. Oh, are you talking about <laughs> oh. Betsy DeVos? <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Oh, it was the greatest. <laughs> so if you haven't seen CBS's 60 Minutes with uh, Betsy DeVos, it's worth watching. I mean, she really has no clue. It's not quite as bad as watching Sarah Palin answer questions. <laughs> it was close. It was yeah. very close. It was definitely comparable. She was asked at one point, don't you think maybe you should go to an underperforming public, or have you ever gone to an underperforming public school? And her answer was, well, no, no, I haven't. And she, <laughs> she was asked, don't you think that you might want to go there and learn about their problems? And her response was, maybe, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> that whole interview just leads me to believe there is nobody handling anybody in this administration. No. Mm. Like, how the fuck did she walk into a 60-minute interview and not have any stats and figures to back up anything she was saying? Like, even if they were bullshit stats. Right. Like, yeah, she what, was just like... Because everybody who's, who hasn't been fired has resigned. But I'm saying, yeah, like, Kelly she must can't have, do everything by himself. But <laughs> she must have aides and people who work for her to be like, okay, here's your talking points, here's your stats, rememorize this. Or is it just like... Nah, I'm Betsy DeVos. I'm rich and white. I got this. I got it. <laughs> well, I yes, walk absolutely. In there. She's rich and white, so there she, she knows more than all those staffers. I mean, they're poor. They don't know more than she does. She's rich. Duh. When she had, somebody wrote down her talking points. Like the, 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 the idea that she was asked about sexual assault cases on school campuses, and her argument was, well, we also have to watch for the false accusations, because those happen too. <gasps> and the person said, well, so do you think that there are more or, or fewer false accusations than actual assaults on school campuses? And she couldn't say whether right. there were more false accusations or more sexual assaults. She, she had she no tried idea. To make the, she tried to make the case that lowering the amount of money for the Poor, uh, the 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 school districts that were doing poorly would 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 make it better. And Leslie Stahl kind of pressed her on it and said, "Well, how how did that make it better?" And she had nothing because obviously that's a retarded argument. <laughs> well, it's a retarded <laughs> argument when a public school gets its money from the state. They don't. They can't. You know, get students to come in and have their parents pay a fee like a private school. 
Right. So if you're going to pull money away, how is that going to make a public school more competitive? It's not like we're selling ice cream here and it's two ice cream stores competing against each other. Yeah. And capitalism does not apply to public schools. No. Except, except if you're very rich, you're motivated to keep the poor dumb. That's the only thing I can think that this is about. Right. Because either that or she is just the second worst human being in this country. <laughs> because she, it's just like everything that's good. She's like, no, I'm going to tweak it so it's fucking bad again. Right. Or I mean, I'm going to, you know, like, how did he wrangle up all these scumbags? It's class, absolutely class warfare. She cares only about the, the children of the rich. She wants them to be highly educated and prepared for the future. The kids in public school... She does not care about them. She wants them to work at McDonald's and be happy. Well, you know, if they really wanted an education, they would be rich and they would be going to a good school. Right. Oh. Exactly. That's the same so, argument we had last week. <laughs> and it's the and the very thing that Leslie Stahl called her. She's like, well, yeah. in your own state, yeah. the public schools are doing worse because of the charter schools. Because and, you're taking uh, money away from them. And she kept going back to her. She's like, well, it's all about individual students. And she's like, well, what does that have to do with it? No, we have to worry about you, her job is to think about all the students and make sure they have the facilities that they need to succeed. And the fact that she only cares about the rich kids. Is- Didn't she pull away some bill, too, about uh, black kids who get harsher penalties for things that white students do, too? And she was she took that away. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and they called her on that. And she was like, no, it's it's not really that. You know, it's individuals and. They're like, no, black students get the cops called on them when they when they rabble rouse in school, mm. and white kids get sent to the principal office. And she's like, well, she got that smile on her face. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear that that one congressman whose name is the same as mine, Jared something, tweeted out directly at Trump about her? No. Said that she's rich, white, and dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yeah. <sighs> we should just do it the way Finland does. I was. I heard about that on the Young Turks. They were talking about it. Finland just a bit, just out, straight out outlawed all private schools. No, hmm. oh. every one of them, because their reasoning was is that if Bill Gates' kid goes to the same school as your kid, then Bill Gates is going to make that school better. Mm. You know, because his kid goes there too, and it has worked <laughs> out because Finland is in the top three of everything every year. Yeah, the Finns are really. two thumbs up. And that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense that if the kids whose parents make twenty five to thirty thousand dollars a year goes to the same one that makes five hundred thousand, there's going to be brand new computers in that school and top of the line teachers and top of the line everything. Sure, but that makes perfect sense. We live in the United <laughs> States, and that will never fucking happen. Socialism. <laughs> I bet Finland's probably outlawed child brides. <laughs> I imagine that's probably you're probably right. Probably have yeah. Their probably solution to gun problem too is not more fucking guns. <laughs> Well, the Helsinki Times said that um, the UN urges Finland to prohibit child marriage. Uh-oh. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Jesus, man. I, man, guess, I, am, I guess I'm on the wrong side of history. <laughs> you could get Owen out of the house next year. <laughs> oh, that's disturbing. But yeah, apparently I'm way on the wrong side of this child bride issue. Or child groom sometimes. Oh, Betsy DeVos. <laughs> so do you really think it was like I'm rich, so I'm smart, so I don't need talking points? I'm just I'm just gonna wing it. Sure. Well, she suffers from the same braggadocia that uh, Trump does. She's she's uh, very rich, so she must be more intelligent than everybody else, and she can just talk her way out of it. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, 
I, uh, I saw, I don't know, uh, some news report that the White House is very upset with her because she had such a bad showing. So maybe, maybe she's she the next one survive. out. Maybe. Actually, no. I, I think she's uh, she's probably golden because of that Seychelles meeting with her brother that whatever mm. information happened there. It's like, you better keep my sister where she is. The Blackwater brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I suppose that could be true. <laughs> and the, the, the worst part, not the worst part, but something that piles on the awfulness of this whole thing is 60 Minutes is such a softball show. Yeah. Like, no one's grilling you on that show. Like, they're giving you the easiest, like, just fluff. And she's <laughs> like, this is too much. <laughs> so hard. I've been exposed as a fraud on 60 Minutes. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody out of all the cabinet members gets as much fucking shit as she does. Like, she gets a lot of public hate from people. She deserves it all. No, I agree she does. But, like, you would think that she would be one of the first ones out, but... Yeah. Wasn't she on the top of our list of evil at the beginning of the... Nope. She was right behind Flynn, I believe. Oh, okay. Sure. That makes sense. We we totally need to revisit that list. Did we revisit (laughs) already, or... No, we have not revisited it. I think the list was left. We'd have to add a little bit on again. Mm. Yeah, really, at this point, Pompeo's the only one left. (laughs) <laughs> no, Scott Pruitt's still left. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. DeVos. I don't. I don't remember hating him that much. He's head of the EPA. I think he was your number one pick. Oh, oh God, because right. he's going to kill the planet. She right. is going to yeah. have leave our children uneducated. He will kill right. the planet. Yeah, it was a toss up between the two of them. Yeah. Wow. I was. Uh, I was trying to find that real quick. We've gone through it uh, before, but yeah, it was Flynn, DeVos, then Bannon, Tom Price, <laughs> gone, gone, Sessions. <laughs> Sessions is still still there for later. Hanging on by a thread, sort of. He needs to be in our pool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don McGahn, White House counsel. Still there. Uh, Pompeo, who's moving up in the world. Yeah, he is. Uh, Steve Mnuchin. Oh, God, do I hate that motherfucker's face. (laughs) I hate Steve Mnuchin so much. (laughs) He's, yeah. Reince Priebus, who's gone. Katie Mm -hmm. Katie McFarland, Nikki Haley, and Elaine Chow. All we basically put them at the bottom they were relatively harmless yeah there's a lot of people we missed well i don't think they were appointed at the time or Mm. yeah or we just didn't know like didn't know who they were like we didn't pick cone we didn't even think you know oh no well the the private lawyer (laughs) the idiot private lawyer (laughs) no no i'm talking about uh the the guy who just left uh right i know who you're saying It's, it's it's gary cone yeah oh okay who the tariffs was too much for him and he left yeah What's um, the private lawyer's name? It's something like Cohen, isn't it? It's similar it is. to that. I think it's, it's the same. Oh, it's, it's Cohen. It's okay. Cohen and Cohen. Okay. You got to get your Jew right and your mob lawyer right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the last story that I have was actually just for humor value. And I just saw this today while looking at uh, different articles. Tillerson, at one point, Trump told him to eat a salad. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. That is ironic. Apparently, Trump thought that uh, the Chinese officials might be offended if U.S. leaders didn't eat the salad. And, uh, yeah, he was quoted as saying, Rex, eat the salad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like a weight thing. (laughs) I didn't know it was a diplomatic issue. It was a diplomatic thing, yeah. And apparently, well, according to the article, Tillerson laughed it off at the time mm-hmm. but uh it's just a you know another example of even the littlest thing there was tension between the two of them what a freaking salad and again again they mentioned this poor um the under secretary of state stephen goldstein steen 
whichever. <laughs> he was also just trying, trying to do his job, and they're like, could you please tell Rex that he's fired? Thank you so much. You are as well. Yeah. <laughs> he should have eaten the salad. <laughs> are we doing one last update? Because it is... It's so close, Jared. I can barely... I can't even... One, I don't get it. And, like, none of Westmoreland is reporting? Well, they, they're... Precinct results are currently not currently available in Westmoreland County, a heavy oh a heavily Republican part of the district. Mm. Oh, that's not good. That's no. not good. No, mm. but ninety five percent of the precincts are. I mean, that looks like a lot. Yeah, to not have reported in. Oh wow, yeah, five hundred sixty six of five hundred ninety three precincts are reported in, and it's yeah. Lamb is up by point six percent. Oh my goodness! So close. Yeah. God, Rick Sacone, why couldn't you have gotten banned from one mall? We would have had this <laughs> locked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, that is all that I have for this week. Do you guys have anything else? Anything else you want to bring up? It's a jam-packed show. It is. I'll, uh, I'll keep you up to date on the Scientology. Oh, channel. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to check it out. I was planning on taking a listen to it at some point, but uh, just haven't had time and I'm not expecting to anything, anything, you know, groundbreaking. No. No. I just, nope, it's oh. straight propaganda. It's amazing. I do want one assurance, though. I mean, just the, the act of downloading it. Do they get any information about you? Only what you have on your Roku or device mm. or whatever. It's Roku, Apple TV, and the DirecTV, so, I think. DirecTV, yeah. yeah. That was that was the first thing that my wife said to me when I downloaded it. She's like, did you erase it immediately? <laughs> I said, no, they're watching us through the reverse camera right now. <laughs> the squirrel busters are coming to your house. <laughs> I just don't want those people to know anything about me. They're scary. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you've done a podcast where we did nothing but slam Scientology for yeah. one solid episode and regularly amongst <laughs> the others. Sure. I don't think that my last name has been mentioned, though. <laughs> I know mine has. Uh, sorry, dude. If that's, yeah. uh, if that's all we have. Okay. Yes. I think that's going to do it for this week. If you've enjoyed the podcast, there are several ways you can support it. Uh, you can share the podcast on social media, leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet at profanearg on Twitter, or send an email to godless at profaneargument.com. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which you can find on soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Shows devoted to comics, movies, TV, video games, anything to fill your podcasting needs. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.